and it really grew. I mean, it became this famously vibrant. Yeah. Community, actually, family-like place. Yeah. I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. Last episode, we talked about Nickel Squash, the new four-court facility in Manhattan that Peter Nickel and Jess Winstanley have built. This episode, we're talking with another husband and wife duo about their squash facility. Only this takes us back not six months, like with Peter and Jess, but nearly a half century. In fact, in a month's time, on the 3rd of June, it will be the exact 45th anniversary of the official opening of Newport Squash. Newport Squash was the brainchild of two people, Ruth Jernigan and Sam Jernigan. And as you'll hear, it was all by happenstance. They sort of fell into squash and then fell into building and running a squash club in the seaside town of Newport, Rhode Island. They first had three courts, then five, all hardball. And then in the 1990s, they added two and then four softball courts and now they're down to two softball courts Newport Squash was a stalwart in the first wave of commercial squash clubs in the states public and accessible fun and community building this little club on Freebody Street nestled in behind the International Tennis Hall of Fame generated a lot of great players including U.S. Squash Hall of Famer Kenton Jernigan it generated a lot of classic stories coming out of tournaments like the Steamer the Icicle, the Springer, and the Clinger. They hosted the Newport Open, a wonderful pro event, and they spawned vibrant Rhode Island high school squash programs around the state, including at Portsmouth Abbey, St. George's, and most recently at Moses Brown. And today, Newport Squash is leading directly to an exciting new facility. Just down the hill, past a beach and over a bridge, is the Newport County YMCA. Last summer, I interviewed Ruth and Sam there at a fundraising celebration. And this summer, the Y is going to break ground on an amazing new $3 million wing, a 7,000-square-foot facility with six singles courts, and finally, Newport's first proper doubles court, and more monkey doubles, and a pro shop, community kitchen, and offices for roadie squash, which is the great local urban squash program, and classrooms for roadie squash, and that is called the Jernigan Education Center, named after these two pioneers of American squash, Ruth and Sam Jernigan. Probably 1972, I played a lot of tennis with a friend who uh, we both came to Newport about the same time, 1970 mm-hmm. or so, and we played a lot of tennis, particularly indoor tennis. And so one winter, he says, you want to play some squash? And I didn't know what squash was. You know, I thought, I knew it was English. I said, cricket? <laughs> Something. And he said, no, 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 I'll, t- I'll show you. He, he explained that his father was the uh, athletic director at Williams College when he was up there, of course. And he says, I played squash at Williams. He didn't play for the team. Mm-hmm. He just played squash. Intermurally, right. Yeah, right. That's when uh, Clarence Chafee was the coach there. Was yeah. he? I don't know. Anyway. He, so this person's name is Peter, Peter okay. Toms. And so he says, when I came here, he says, I wanted to play squash, but there were no courts. I right. couldn't find any courts. Right. I, I asked around, and finally, I found there were two courts out at the Portsmouth Abbey, which is, you know, 20 minutes north of right. here, and, and uh, I got in touch with the squash coach there, Father Bede, and told him my dilemma, I wanted to play squash, and Father Bede said, sure, anytime you can use our courts, uh, here's a key, he gave him a key, 
There were two courts, freestanding courts in a field. I mean, they were heat, not heated, but there was a, attached, with it was a, a locker room or shower, really. Okay. So it's unheated hardball courts. Yes. Oh, hard, this is 1972, I guess. And so he, Peter took me to play squash. You know, and we play with the big old ball. Remember the big? Yeah, before the seventy plus. Oh, before the seventy plus. Yeah, just the big seamless. Old yeah, yeah, it was the Craig, black. The Cragen seamless. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Black diamond. Right. Yeah, they were enormous, and they hurt when you got hit. <laughs> I know, Bruce. Lots of bruises. <laughs> <laughs> really large bruises. <laughs> so. Uh, that place was unheated. We're playing in the winter. There was a vent up there, the wind blowing in the vent. So it was really quite phenomenal. And I, I, I took some friends to play, mm -hmm. and they took friends to play. So things were getting a little crowded out there. There were only two courts. Right. And, and so did, did Portsmouth have a team uh, themselves, or were they using the courts much? Or was it I don't always know. Yeah, they, I think they did yeah. have a team. I'm not sure mm -hmm. they competed intramurally, but maybe they did. Right. Uh, but Father Bede finally took me aside one time, he saw me out there, he says, you know, things are getting a little crowded, he says, I, you can't play anymore <laughs> without yeah. coming with Peter. Right. <laughs> so, so I said, one of the guys I was playing with, who at the time was a friend, worked for me, uh, I was working for the city of Newport at the time, he and I said, well, let's, we can't play out there, let's build our own courts. So, so we, <laughs> we looked around and, you know, found a place, and we said, we ought to be able to do this. It's much smaller space needed than for tennis courts. And mm -hmm. we knew some friends that built some indoor tennis courts. Right. So, so we built some squash courts. So we did find a place and uh, were able to get financing by hawking our wives and dogs and <laughs> Now, what, what year was it, 74? It'd be 75. 75. About that time, because we... Yeah, we closed on the property in 76, okay. late 76. So it, op it opened in 77? June 3rd. June 3rd, 1977. <laughs> so, Do you remember that day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. You know, and this was a speculative vision. All the banks said, well, you know, it's just, I don't know what it was. Right. You know, I've never to heard of it. Yeah. Right, so yeah. finally we get, did get financing and got a builder. And, right. And we did a lot of uh, visiting other squash places because there are no public squash facilities. Yeah. There are some, well, in YMCA's in some yep. cases. Right. Uh, we right. went. We went down to Philadelphia to see uh -huh. Paul Monahan's yep. place. Squash Con, right yeah, in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where else did we go? Harry Saint in New York. Yeah, we went to the squash facility yep. in New York. Yeah, uh, uptown. Yeah. Um, and so we got ideas about what yep. was going. So we designed this place and had it built. And we built three courts only. And we did very well the first year. A lot of people joined. Of course, it was by today's. It was thirty dollars membership. I don't know what it would be today. Yeah, that, that's right. And we had a mob of people yeah, wanting to know what what, what this what new this sport was. is yeah. in Newport. Yeah. Well, there were a few who had played before. Yeah. of course. we had convinced ourselves that it was a worthwhile process by uh, project. By we had uh, did our own survey of contacting people and mm. say, "You ever played squash before? Oh, you used to play in college. Yeah, I'd like to play it again. Or, I know, yeah, I'd like to try." And so we were convinced that it would. We could pay it for, at least we could pay for it, <laughs> so, and we did. We opened that year, and, and this is the one on on ne next to the Hall of Fame. Correct on, on, on Free Body Street. Free body. Right. Yeah, right. We built three courts. Hardball, uh, obviously. Hardball, obviously, right? Because the the supports for the building were like twenty feet apart, so we could fit perfect eighteen half foot right, right, right up between yeah. these. And we built three and did so well the first year. We added two, so we had five hardball courts, um, and. 
Off you went. Off we went. <laughs> we did fine. And uh, we joined the uh, Rhode Island League. Yeah. At first they Which went, back then was a big league, right? I don't know how big. I mean, it, or was, is it well, just we, in Providence? Yes, we based. had women. Can you believe? <laughs> but, yeah, it was primarily based in Providence. Yeah. You're right. It, 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 there was there were courts at the Providence YMCA, University Club, yeah. Ag One Hunt Club. Yeah. Right. Places like that was mainly there. Yeah. In fact, that was part of the problem of us trying to get in. We went, I joined, tried to get, I said, we want to be a member of this, so we, the team. Well, I don't know. We'll have to go all the way to Newport <laughs> to play. <laughs> so they said, we'll tell you what, we'll let you be a member, but you'll have to play you, all your games you, away. You got to come up here. You're right. Yes, right. <laughs> so, well, they went to work it out, and they couldn't work it out that way, so they had to go to Newport. <laughs> It was crazy. Wow. So we got in. We won the... And it really grew. I mean, it became this famously vibrant... Yeah. Community, actually. Family-like place. Yeah. Where it took off. And so then we started holding tournaments. We had different... Different pros. Ned Edwards was our first pro. People I, didn't know what squash was, so we had to find someone who did. Right. So he, he and teach Andy it. Armstrong. Uh-huh. Ned was, it was 1977. Yeah. <clears throat> he was a rising junior, senior? At, uh, at Penn, yeah. yeah. Yes, at Penn. Yeah. He slept in the squash court for a while. Well, <laughs> you didn't give him housing. You no. said, you gave him housing. There it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a court. And the food next door to, you know, 7 Eleven burritos. <laughs> the 7 Eleven, was it there then? Oh, yeah. That's, right so there. that's been there forever. Actually, if you spoke with Ned, I think he would say that he really enjoyed living there. Oh, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, a great for summer. Yeah. And, yeah. well, he was there for the summer, and we mm. ended up. Hiring someone for the win for the rest yeah. of the year. He came back in the following summer, sort of a re- reunion, and you know, and we started holding tournaments. I think Dale Philippi was our pro at one time. Wow, mm-hmm. Philippi Walker. Walker now, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, who else did? Uh, well, we had some Navy people that knew how to play squash, and they Help. gave lessons. And so yeah, forth. right. And so that's where it was. And Mike Crowley eventually. Yeah, that was much later. Chris Lang. But, yeah. 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 Right. So we had lo- more local people. Right. People just came and, if they, even if they weren't playing, they just come came and hang out. Yeah. hang out. We never made a lot of money. It was mainly. Did uh, you ever even break even? Oh, yeah, we didn't have to put Where, any more money in. Really, I was the bookkeeper. Okay, all right. So <laughs> we, now, now we, the honest truth is, uh, so I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, this is one thing we learned. It's hard to sort of break even with squash. Oh yeah. Um, as a you know, if you're yeah. trying to make a profit, that's hard to. No. We did have a few retail items, you know, that was better than the squash, actually. You mean like selling gear and yes. rackets and things? shirts and yeah. Yeah. things like yeah. that. But we, it was never, we never had to put more money in it, let's okay. put it that way. We, right. we did, um, it, it didn't cost us anything other than time. I mean, I was scrubbing showers and <laughs> I mean, we didn't hire a lot of people. <laughs> and during that time, I... It's not there a lot because I'm, I'm an educator. Yeah. So I was across the bay, you know, with my job. But I still spent a lot of time there. Yeah. On the just, weekends or at night. Yes. Well, yeah. We had someone at the desk always and very interesting people at the desk yeah. over the years. Personnel is a, is, is a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. So people were coming and going sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, I guess, I guess the most famous one was Janet Robinson. I don't know whether you've heard of her. She, she was the CEO at New York Times, but what she would do is she would 
she was a teacher as well. Uh-huh. A- and um, on Sundays, she worked on the weekends, and she would come in with the New York Times, and she would be circling. She wanted a job. Because she it wasn't real busy in the morning. She wanted a job, <laughs> a different job from, you know. Being a receptionist <laughs> at a, at a spot. <laughs> and, well, and, and, and being a teacher, I guess. And, oh, and being a teacher, uh, yes, right. And exactly. so she, so she got, a, got a job. And, uh, but she still says, she can't be here tonight, but she still says, the best job she ever had <laughs> was at Newport Squash. She, she became fun. part of our family, really. Yeah. And, you know, our sons know her really well. Right. And so forth. And she's the godmother of one of the oh, grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> she wow. got this interview with, is it Tennis Magazine? It yes. was owned by the Times. Tennis, Tennis Week or Tennis Something Week. like that. And yeah. she had to go down for an interview. Mm. And she was so uptight about it. She bought white. She thought she had to play tennis. <laughs> she tried remember. taking lessons. <laughs> I remember that. And she, she played. Who was, who was the person she played with? Because she was trying to impress upon him that she knew something about I the sport. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember but, but it was a very interesting. She had to go to the interview. She didn't have to play. <laughs> it turned out. It turned out. Yeah. And she ended up going through the system, through uh, New York Times Magazine advertising. And anyway, she eventually got to Incredible. Ahead of it. And now she's out. She was pushed out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. She has a house in Newport mm-hmm. and Nantucket and I guess an apartment back in, in the in city. Newport, yeah. mm-hmm. Of course, she's a member of the Carnegie Foundation. Well, she's very involved in many foundations yeah. and so forth. Right. She's really yeah. busy. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's. So um, your children started playing squash. Uh, I assume they hadn't really played before you built the no, club. No, Kenton went with me once or twice when I played at the Abbey. Mm-hmm. And there were two courts, so we he played by hit by himself. And while you were playing, while yeah. We playing. But then when we opened, he became interested yeah. because he could hit the ball hard and he could beat certain pe- adults. Yeah. You know, he was, yeah. how yeah. old was he, 14? I think it's something like that. Yeah, and so that yeah, turned accelerated. Into, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and motivated him for many in many other areas. It was amazing. He would go come home from school in the afternoon. He would there were he was never any problem with schoolwork. Mm. But he would come home and he would practice every day. Because it was you know two you blocks know, from my house. Hitting so. rails. <laughs> Yeah, you know, back and forth. So it was like a home, yeah. an annex to the to the real yes. house. Just like yeah, he would yeah. just be over there. I and kept him off the streets and go to bed tired. Yeah. <laughs> he he really got into it. Yeah, yeah, and then Kevin as well, or Kevin a later. Kevin one year later, basically. Mm-hmm. They they're about a year apart. What no, twenty one months? Almost two. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't start. I think he felt a little bit of competition with his brother. Mm-hmm. It was hard for him mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. That's he was an excellent student. I mean, Kevin, pretty amazing. And he um, got all these offers to go to private schools. Right. But he really wanted to stay where he is. Mm-hmm. At, and, at high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, high school. And um, right. anyway, he, he, did, he didn't, it was hard for him get into, getting into it, but then when he did, he's right. still very involved, yeah, playing right. doubles today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But Kenton, our first tournament he went to, I remember, I think it was Choate Rosemary Hall. Mm-hmm. And got him in a junior tournament, yep. actually. And yep. he did very well. And uh, Steve Pilch was the coach there. Yeah, the that's right. <laughs> and uh, Steve said, Who does this guy come from? Where, you know, right. who is Newport. This guy? Yeah. <laughs> Where does he go to school? You know, they thought he was private. Yeah. Because they're largest high school, the public high school. <laughs> he said, What? <laughs> you know. 
So he did very, I don't know if he won it, or I don't know what happened. That year was also the year the Nationals were held Princeton, I think. Mm -hmm. So we, Ken, he was very excited because he did so well, he wanted to go to, print, go to the Nationals. So we got in and so forth, and we went to the Nationals, took a bus from Newport to, to New York, mm -hmm. New York, the local bus to Princeton. <laughs> and we walk in and uh, to check in, and Darwin Kingsley checking everybody in. Yep. Yep. And Darwin said, oh, the great player from Newport, Rhode Island. You know, why did he say this? <laughs> Darwin was just knew, I mean, I don't know. He, he knew everybody. He heard, right? you know, Steve Bills or someone. <laughs> the great player from Newport, Rhode Island. Well, as it turned out, Kenton did very well. He lost in the semis to a Canadian player. Hmm. And then he played David Boyum in the semis and beat David, so... By Kenton's reckoning, he was the best U.S. player. <laughs> but he didn't lose to a U.S. guy. Right. I mean, to a yeah, he only lost to a Canadian. <laughs> so, so, and after that, I only went to a couple other tournaments and yeah, it took off. We, yeah. Yeah. we went to actually went to um, Montreal. It was yeah, went to Montreal, mm -hmm. played Montreal, where he had a rematch with David. With, David beat him. Oh, right, right. So. Well, they had quite a rivalry over, yeah, yeah. over those years. Yes, yeah. very good friends yeah. at Harvard. And right, yeah. that's right, teammates. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so in the 80s, Newport Squash became this incredibly vibrant mm -hmm. scene. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Talbot moved to, to um, oh, South somewhere yeah. in, in <laughs> yeah. Rhode Island, right? right. right? Right. And and Tom and Hazel Jones moved to Hope right. Valley. Right. right. Yes. And Jeff Stanley yeah. moved here, right? Well, yes. For a year right. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. there was right. and there was just a ton of yeah. squash happening. And right. So how did how did that feel for you watching that sort of explode? It's very exciting. Yeah. The tournaments, the summer, those steamers were wonderful. When did you start uh, the steamer? Do you remember uh, that year? No. I'd have a look at the shirts. <laughs> the memories. I'm not sure. Uh, so, uh, um, 79, it was 70, early early 80s. I early 80s, for yeah. sure. And 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 uh, what made that tournament? It was in the summer. Yeah, at first it was called Newport Summer Open or something like that. And then, uh, we had players from New York would come. I don't know why. Don't you think that Newport was a big draw as well? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, but, would, but, they could walk yeah. to run down to the beach. Right. Yeah. yeah so it come. Right. And I remember it was so hot. We didn't have air conditioning. And it was hot. Did it you was, have heat? Heat in the in the well, yeah. You had heat in the winter, sort of, sort of. <laughs> Mostly right. in the locker room, <laughs> but right. the courts weren't heated that much. So it was a little chilly in the winter, yeah. and in the summer, yeah, it was. Yeah, and so one of the players from New York, I remember, saying, "This thing is like a steamer." Hey, that's right. And so the next year we call it the steamer. <laughs> so I came all. I designed these shirts that always were the steamer. Theme. Yep. If you look at steamer, steamer clam, or steam trip, steam boat, lobster, steam, something. Steam, uh, yeah, yes. anything. So uh, we had a big following from New York. Yeah. For some, yeah right. Not as much from Boston, which is closer. Right. It's strange. Um, right. I can remember it would just be so hot. You know, we can imagine when they would come off the court. So, so we got I got together with the desk people and we would I'd bring watermelons and we put them on the sidewalk outside and. Oh, I can just see all these people walking outside. outside. Water, watermelon, nice and cold. Yeah. We had pizza. You know, it was just really a fun. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Yeah. 
and then we were the Rhode Island squash itself. Uh, we were very involved in that, and yeah. uh, they and held the finals at our place too. And so for a few and years, the, the camps are the, actually we were the site of I would say one of the first yeah, right. public yeah, well, uh, junior camps. Junior camps, summer with camps. Dave, yeah, Dave, uh, Dave, 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 Dave Fish was running it. Right. Yeah. Dave will be here tonight. Okay, yeah, he will fantastic. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he signed up. So, you know, that was, I loved that part because I worked with children, uh, you know, in my job. Right. And that was wonderful, seeing them pulled together. And they stayed in people's homes at that time. Oh, right. Because it was new, and, and we had to find places for all these kids, and sometimes there'd be so many. I think at one time we had, like, was it eight or more kids? And we have a small house, and it was so much fun. Because you know, sleeping everywhere. J.D. Krieger, I mean, it was just all these kids. But J.D. Together. was from around here, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. In, in Newport or in? Yes. Uh, Barrington. Uh, Barrington. Barrington, right. Yeah. Ingrid Boyum and um, who, were the, who were all the kids who stayed with us? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was that for a week? They would, yeah. they would yeah. be in there for a full yeah. week? Yes. Yeah. And, and we had we provided meals for them. It was just fun. I think they all, when, you, when we see them, they remember all these fun times. Right, right. Yeah. And we tried to do our own little camp before. I did the technology piece of it. And Computer did you camp. Do the, did and you I do did, the squash? Yeah. I don't remember who did it. It was you. Anyway, we did that. So Ryan O'Connell. Yeah, Ryan. That's right. Here. He was in my class. He was in, the, in the, his computer camp. <laughs> he remembers that. In fact, we couldn't find a photo of him, but he told me that he might bring one tonight. His mom took a, him in the computer camp at Newport Squash. I started taking kids to tournaments. You know, mm -hmm. At one time, yes, yeah, so much so that yeah. I never he, saw him on the weekend. Yeah. Eight out of ten top ten players, juniors, uh, in USSRA were from Newport or from Rhode Island. Yeah, actually, right. Um, Incredible. It was amazing at the time. So I, I was taking kids to camps. You know, vans or or by, we went all the way to D.C. on a train. To the Capitol Hill Squash yep, Club, right? Exactly. <laughs> it was uh, no more no more buses. You went from you went, you graduated to train. <laughs> well, I had to take six kids. I had to convince them they were all mine in order to get the right rate. <laughs> you didn't weren't able to do that, of course. <laughs> They're all the same age. Right? Yeah, right. I know. Well, they looked they looked the other way. So. <laughs> but it was fun. And then uh, in the nineties. What sort of happened with the hardball, softball, and uh, we were? Uh, were you working? You both were working full time in the real world. Uh, well, eighty four, I got out. I was okay. I, I was doing squash entire all after eighty four. Yeah, after eighty four. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was still you working, still was still working. Yeah, had the uh, steady paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Important. <laughs> in the summer, we always played with the softball. Yeah, generally. the steamer was with the hardball in the no. beginning, or. Uh, it probably with with the blue dot seventy yeah, plus yeah probably. for a couple of years, but yeah, then yeah. as soon as you could get yeah. softballs. Yeah. But we there was a tournament in Providence. They call it the English Ball Tournament. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Love it. I know. So uh, we would always play it in the yeah. in, the, in the summer, uh, <coughs> and then we just some reason decided to convert a court, uh, one of our courts or two of our courts to to. Uh, International yeah. size. Yeah. I can't remember. So we had two international and two hardball, mm -hmm. and it got to the point that no one wanted to play the hardball. Yeah. No one wanted to play the softball. Yeah. 
and in the in the state that got we had two leagues, a hardball league and a softball league. Right. So yeah, yep. And eventually, no hardball league. Right. So. But we were the leading in terms of that of having courts, of having and, courts, and promoting softball. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Promoting. Yeah. We didn't call it so much softball as the international yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. The English game. <laughs> <laughs> the English game. <laughs> That's what is it? English old, you know, Tom Poor. He would. I remember playing it. Providence, you take a shower between matches. <laughs> I mean, between, between games. games. Between yeah. games. That's right. Because the, the old courts at Brown were in the um, aquatic center, yeah. which has right. since been torn down. Uh-huh. It was so hot in there, too. It was amazing. Humid. 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 Right, all the chlorine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, yeah, we yeah. Were, the, were probably the first in the area to, 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 yeah. to convert. Yeah. And then, what happened after that, leading to, you know, where we are today? What, what? Because uh, they're down to it's one court now, two, right? Two courts. There are the two. Yeah, okay. the, when we sold it, we, there were four courts. We had when we converted to all international, yeah. we had to lose a court. We had right. five hard. But you could you could get four in there. Yeah. We could get four uh, international and yeah. a little space left to hit rails. <laughs> so, but. Um, they, I don't know. I think we just, just. I think I think you were just ready to move on. Move on. Remember, we the, the building needed a lot of a lot of work. Did you own the, the building? We did yes. the half of it. Yeah, that's right. Yes, where the courts were, and it needed a lot of work. The building is two hundred feet long. We bought a hundred feet. So I right. think it was that. Yeah, I was getting a little tired uh, of scrubbing showers and <laughs> you know, fixing yeah. things. I, I, you know, it was it was, it was time. It was, I think. Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and more importantly, has spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash friends. And may all your nicks roll.